Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Search and browse more privately. Download the free DuckDuckGo app today. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Just after high noon o'clock here on Labor Day Sunday, the Fitzy and Hart program. Coming down from Cincinnati. We got fins to the left and we got fins to the right. We may not be the only sports talk in town, but we're the best, darn it, especially when it comes to the New England Patriots. The Six Rings guys, Fitzy and Hart. You missed anything on today's program? We've covered a little bit of everything so far. A lot of Patriots talk, Coach Prime, and the shakeup in the college football world. And of course, Andy's half-inebriated observation of the Starlink satellites over his head last night. I'll admit, I was a little concerned that it had something to do with me before I realized the other people saw it, because there was some question as to, oh boy, have I had too many Miller Lights? Because all those stars are in a line and they're moving How many Miller Lights would one have to have to start seeing things in the sky? Yeah, no. I, I mean, we're not I talking felt... about hop bombs from Vitamin C or Treehouse or like, uh-oh, Andy got a hold of the tequila. He's having a Jimmy Buffett <laughs> memorial oh. by himself. Uh, quick aside, I was uh, dabbling in your world at a party I went to the other night where their cooler was loaded with uh, higher-end, craftier-type beers, bigger mm-hmm. beers. We and welcome had... you without judgment. We welcome you. Uh, there was a dangerous one. It was something. I don't even know what brewery it was, but it was jacked up, and it was a... India Pale Ale. That's what IPA stands for. Yeah. Um. My God. Like it was. Was it eight percent alcohol? And you say that as if that's a surprise. Like that's Rich Keefe and I have that coming out of our faucets in our house. No, no, no. But there was none of your pine water taste. There was no aftertaste. There was no. It was. Yeah. It was was borderline luscious, delicious. It was borderline a Miller Light. It was way too drinkable for sixteen ounces and eight percent alcohol. Mm -hmm. A couple of those, and Andy'd be in trouble. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. That's why when you visit certain places, they'll only serve you two, and that's a good thing to keep people yes. alert, awake, and alive on the roadways as well. No, those are only best consumed under adult supervision or especially in the confines of your own household or with a specific designated driver. That's the issue. Yep. Some of these things, you're like, you grab hold of one, and you're like, this thing is delicious. It's going down like water, and then you look, and you're like, oh, 8.5%. Yep. Uh, water, crackers, please. Thank you. Except usually when you say them by that point after you've had a few, it's like, water, crackers? Too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like saying Pat Fremuth. Right, Pat Fremuth? Yeah, it's uh, 
It's troublesome to say the least. Geez, Andy, we had the phones were loaded, and I thought we were just going to have an action-packed uh, segment continuing to weigh in with the Foxborough faithful. I tell them to hold on, and we'll get to the calls on the other side of the break. Everyone jumped off. So, well, to which one them. I have to ask? Is it something I said? Yes, it is. No, you know what it is? We what, brought that we reality. had to pay our bills? No, they're just sensitive. Maybe they had a lunch date. Maybe they had to get to a, a noon o'clock lunch date or something. I our phone lines are open. We so are quite you, capable phone of lines having... are open. We are quite capable of having a conversation about the New England Patriots and their chances this season without callers getting in the way. Because you know what every potential caller is? A Stephen Fall River, and no one wants that. Oh, don't say that to the good people of WEEI who listen and chime in and participate and engage with us on a regular basis. There's only one Stephen Fall River. And for, for, for my money, he's not going to be appearing on our program again anytime soon. After he got a little, dare I say, lippy with you earlier Oh, I was fine with that. No, 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 I was fine with that. We don't need to, I don't think we need to ban him. That was not to the level of, I'm not going to talk because I don't talk for under 30 seconds at the end of an hour. You're not squeezing me and I'm Steve from Fall River. I don't do end of the hour calls. That's right. Now that you can go jump off the Braga Bridge. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm sure it's uh, the 195. You've never taken the Braga Bridge? Oh, of course I do. I take it all the time. Yeah. Through Fall River. It's Uh the bridge that. That's it? Yeah. With the Battleship Cove underneath it. I love it. Yeah, my kiddo had a uh, Cub Scout sleepover at the battle. Yeah. Uh, that's the Massachusetts. He had that there a couple months ago. Loved it. Yeah, that's the Braga Bridge he was under. There we go. All right, let's uh, go back to the Patriots now. Andy, earlier this week, uh, now this was, of course, before the Matt Corral signing uh, after Carolina discarded him. He made the Carolina active 53. Then they cut him. I don't know how that, that – have we got any details how and why that transpired the way it did, by the way? Uh, it just does seem kind of curious for somebody to make the 53 and then be discarded. Yeah, and they did want to keep him on the practice squad if the Patriots hadn't claimed him. The word out of Carolina is they did, but I don't know. I I haven't actually looked into that, and it's a hmm. good question, a rare good Fitzy question. Oh, oh there we go. Could have just left it a good question. You have to add the Sorry. qualifier of rare. Yep, we're going to try to mend fences and build build bridges here, not drive over them and burn them. Um. Uh yeah, see this is this is the thing. Uh you said it was Mac it was like Max World for the taking right now. Obviously, he was the only quarterback on the active roster after they went down to 53. We knew that they wanted to pursue a veteran option should Cunningham and especially Zappi have been plucked off waivers. They were not. They both oh, elected okay. to return home. Sorry. What's that? Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt cuz you know, I was just free forming thoughts in my brain. Uh mm-hmm. it was what we talked about. He was the guy they were willing to cut when they claimed players off waivers. Ah, so a very similar thing with Zappi. Like, they had to let him go so they could hold on to all 11 offensive linemen as they continued to try to address the biggest offseason issue. Luckily, Zappi came home, but they had to be willing to lose him. And the Well, same even thing more than Corral. that, if, okay. if they had not received, although that couldn't happen, didn't they? What pick did they have? They had the... Pretty little... Cons- pre- pretty they- high. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. traded up with the Bears to get number one, but it's but not for like example, was a if, world beater. If, um, if the Bears had claimed the people that they wanted to claim, then Matt Corral would still be on the Panthers because they wouldn't have had to release him to acquire the players that they claimed. So he was literally sort of the odd man out in Carolina. But he also, obviously, it had to do with the regime change and Matt Rule being out and Tepper turning things over and then mm-hmm. drafting Bryce Young. Um, and all of that. So, yeah, that's the that's the way it is. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you still feel, uh, so the long and short of it is, I want to ask you this question. Uh, this is a short break. We're going to get back on the clock, and then wham, just like that. 
You flush the lines, and now they're jam-packed with Pats fans again. Now they'll leave again. (laughs) No, they're not going to. Listen, hear my words, callers. I will get to all of you as quickly as we can on the other side. But I just want to ask Andy this, and perhaps some of you will want to weigh in on this as well at 617-779-7937. Do you feel as confident about Mac Jones entering the season now that they the Patriots were so willing to snap up a, I guess, upper-tier draft pick last year in the form of Matt Corral? Because you said, hey, here it comes. Everyone's thinking Mac Jones redemption tour, Mac Jones comeback season. It's all his. They've given him the kind of receivers he needs. He's been working with Billy O'Brien for a long time now. Uh, he's got, you called it, Belichick has gone Instagram official, if you will, in your yep. words, you said it the other day, with Mac Jones. Do you feel as good after they grab the backup? Absolutely. Because okay. they wouldn't be doing their jobs if they didn't, you know, acquire talent that becomes available or, you know, have a, a backup plan, a literal or figurative backup plan. And Yeah, absolutely. You can, as Bill likes to say, you can never have too many good football players. And if they think Matt Corral is one of their best 53 or the best option available, not named Mac Jones, absolutely. You claim him. You, you see what happens. You may never need him. In an ideal world, Mac Jones not only gets back to his his style of play with McDaniels, but blows past that, becomes a franchise quarterback. You hand him $250 million, and then you just develop Matt Corral as a backup or a trade piece, right? Like, yep. why would you not claim him? Why? Yeah, I mean, like, what's to lose with that? Uh, you already Nothing. have You've got plenty of space. You've got a couple quarterbacks that you hope to still maybe work with or see what see what their ceiling is, especially in the hyper-athletic Malik Cunningham on your practice squad and what a scout team quarterback we hope he can be. Having Zappi and Cunningham, by the way, on the practice squad, now either of them could get plucked onto the active 53 by any of the other 31 teams if they so chose throughout the season. But right now, that gives you two nice looks for scout team quarterbacks as well. To me, all upside with Corral, but this is not a shot across the bow for now of Mac Jones. Rather, hey, we should see what, let's kick the tires on this kid and see what, see what he's all about, why Carolina would want to move on from him, or maybe, just maybe, could be a diamond in the rough and may help out if Mac Jones doesn't return to form this season. And then, of course, there becomes the fifth-year option debate. But we're far away from that right now. We are squarely focused on the offensive line, your expectations for the New England Patriots. Week one against the Eagles kicking off in just 172 hours and 10 minutes from now, Andy, I can hardly wait. There will not be a lot of sleep in the old Stevens slash Fitzgerald house this week. When we come back, I'm talking to Bob. I'm talking to Brendan. I'm talking to Rick. I'm talking to Steve. We're talking to all of you Pats people about what you see coming up on the horizon in the 2023 Patriots season. But first, I got to give you the best trending sports news available from our producer. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brian Frizzoco. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. It's an all Jimmy Buffett rejoin Sunday here on Fitzy and Hart. The legend passes away Friday night at the age of 76, leaving a legacy and a songbook that can go on for party-filled, beer-soaked, sunbathed hour after hour after hour. Oh, the memories. Oh, the good times. Oh, the relationships. Oh, the foggy memories. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and more unexpected relationships that came from Parrothead Nation and Jimmy Buffett shows. Back to the phones we go. Andy, let's hear from the Pats people as we try to calibrate exactly where the team is, what's going on with just a week away from the NFL kickoff, where the Patriots are and where people are on the team right now. I feel like I'm kind of with you in that there probably was a little more confidence in the team Before we got to the preseason games, the preseason games, I know they mean nothing. I know it's just preseason before clapback nation comes at one or the both of us right now. I get it. But at the same time, it's also not illegal to look good or execute or gain momentum and build confidence in the preseason. Just take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, who suddenly have seen their win expectation total go up ever since they looked as sharp as they did in the preseason as well. That is one of the teams I am in on making it back to the playoffs and being one of the new playoff squads for 2023. Since, on average, you get six to seven new playoff teams each and every season. Andy, let's talk to Brendan. He's in the car. I think there's a bold prediction coming up. What's up, Brendan? What's up, boys? Um, I think Mac Jones is going to go on an FU tour. And the Patriots are going to win by three. And as far as Jimmy Buffett goes, I heard you say that he wasn't touring. I saw him last year at what you guys and my parents would call Greatwood. And like you said, foggy memories, but it was one of the best concerts and times I've ever been to. Thank you guys for taking my call. I appreciate the call, Brent. I thought he wasn't touring last summer. That is a mistake on my behalf. The corrections department is always open for business here. Uh, I'm glad you saw him. That's great. Good. You snuck it in. I'm glad because uh, kind of a once in a, well, a lot of people made it more than a once in a lifetime experience, but that's the kind of show that if you saw it, you're glad you did because uh, to call it a vibe would be the least. Andy, odds of a Mac Jones FU tour uh, incoming starting next Sunday. It's going to be epic, man. Um, I'd say there's a 37% chance that happens. That's not bad. That's uh, yeah, very I'm optimistic totally coming from, a, wow, a full Rodney Harrison, huh? 37%. Yeah, and if you tell me if the offensive line solidifies, the percentages go up um, from there. I'm just tying right now. I have the questions about the offensive line. A little bit of question about the health of the wide receivers as well. Uh, with Tyquan Thornton going on IR, Devontae Parker, is he healthy? Juju's knee, Demario Douglas got banged up. There's some health concerns, durability with the receiving core as well. But, um, no, I don't – I'm not so, you know, 
shime, pig-headed, hard-headed to say there's no chance Mac Jones can have a, a good year, that he can't bounce back. I think that's a possibility, and we may also yeah. debate it based on games. There's also, we talked about it the other day when we filled in on the midday and we were doing some unders and some overs uh, yeah. with Billy Lanny, that yeah. statistically Mac may have a chance to pursue some numbers if they're trailing because of the good schedule. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Patriots don't win 11 games, 10 games. Maybe they're only a six or a seven win team, but maybe Mac's numbers blow up a little bit because they're chasing scores and trying to win games. So now I don't rule it out. Don't, don't paint me as the uh, always a pessimist. I have okay. some optimistic angles. 37% was much higher than I thought. What's you, yours? My for FU tour? Eh, yeah. Probably the same, about 40%. Yeah. So I'm not I, then, and there's a large it. part of I'd say like, 40% surges past 2021, teetering on the label FU tour may be a little aggressive, but uh, I, yeah. let's say shows up or shows out or balls out. 50%. Excuse me? Uh, What's out? But when you ball out. Oh, oh, oh. I so he balls out. Yes. See, let, let me just say it again. He balls out. <laughs> nice try, guy. Because otherwise he'll get in trouble. Like the CBS censors will be all over him. Fifty, yeah, he's not gonna. We're not gonna do a. We're not gonna Janet Jackson the first week's broadcast. No. Thanks, Chris Jones uh, at the old combine when he was more than that. Whoops, <laughs> yeah, the old Vasante Shanko during the Minnesota Vikings interview. Whoops, someone forgot to wear a towel coming out of the shower. How about that? Oh man, oh man is right, Tom. Fifty percent. Mac goes back to 2021, and it's a continuation of the progress he made as a rookie. Ten percent chance things don't work out for him, but I don't think it's gonna be a fault of his own. I really. I'm not, I'm not scapegoating the offensive line in advance. It just continues to give me uh, a combination of the meat and the night sweats as well. And I would love to see it work out such that, you know, the right tackle position is stabilized. You made the prediction on our show that you think that there'll be seven guys in rotation on the offensive line trying to keep them as fresh as lettuce against that ferocious Eagles pass rush. They may just need it because uh, naming a starter may come right down to the wire at right tackle. Next week, uh, let's go out to Western Mass. Bob is on the line. Hi, Bob. How are you? Uh, not too bad. How you guys doing down there? All righty, righty. Thank you, sir. What's going on? All right. Yeah, I think uh, the Pats have like five different areas that maybe you guys can tell me it's not as bad as I think. Number one <laughs> is they don't have a proven um, quarterback. Like you guys are saying, he might do this, he might do that. Doesn't seem to be on the same page with his coach. Secondly, that offensive line is uh, in shambles or doesn't seem to be proven either, and especially against Philadelphia. I mean, come on. And thirdly, uh, who is he going to throw to? Is there any player on this team that the other team has to game plan for on offense or defense? That's that's Uh, a good question. That's a very good question. I just don't see it. And their secondary scares the crap out of me. They have no – shut down corner. So these are all like real, real basic things in special teams. Does anybody remember last year? You know, uh, we, yeah, just, we do, Bob. I just, I just think I'd be hard-pressed to see this team winning more than six games. All right. Pre- well, thank you for weighing in with your prediction, Bob. To, uh, uh, happy to have had you. Uh, Andy, uh, did you text him the script to read or did you email <laughs> it to him? Hey, just because we have very uh, smart, informed callers, don't blame it on me. I, I mean, can you shoot down? Let's. I, I want you to get into full, Fitzy, All right. Homer mode. Let's go back to the good old. Yep, back to the yes. good old days. I'm in double dynastic run. Maybe I'm thinking like 
Bledsoe in 1996. Yeah, even 94. Yep. Hell, I'll even go 85 Patriots defeating the Eagles in the AFC Championship to go to a Super Bowl that was on my birthday that was ruined about five plays in. Go ahead. Okay, so I want in that mode, mm-hmm. can you shoot down those various points that the caller just made? The secondary scaring the crap out of him seemed a little intense. Uh, really? I, you have two what? starters who have a combined career, two starts. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I, you still have Jonathan Jones back there. You've got a bunch of very experienced, hard-hitting, savvy, game-ready safeties all over to be deployed in the linebacking core, the deeper portion of the field. I think those guys can cover. Those guys can hit like a freight train. I, I for one, have said time and again, I think Christian Gonzalez is going to take his rookie lumps like a lot of people seem to be glossing by because there was such hype on him that I think everyone thinks he's just going to come in and be his idol, Patrick Sertain II. It's weird to have your idol or the guy you mold your game after be only two years ahead of you, but I digress. Uh, he's not going to be Ty Law from day one, but can the kid cover? Yeah, and I think he's going to be good. I know everyone's got their questions about Jack Jones, especially after a bad preseason and a terrible showing against the Titans, but we'll see how that goes. Jonathan Jones, is he healthy? I don't know. There's one of the greater mysteries. What the hell happened to Jonathan Jones, and will he be healthy enough for week one because he looked like he was having a good start to camp all over again and then just disappeared? So that one question actually begets another. Do the Patriots have a quarterback? Yes, they do. I'm a, I'm a resident of Mac Island. Uh, I, think they, I, think they actually, I think he'll be okay, if not actually better than expected or advertised. And the one thing that he did point out that you and I have talked about before and I'll happily bring up again, do the Patriots have any one player an opposing defense or defensive coordinator has to fear or game plan around? I guess Mondre is the answer, but here's the thing. If the offensive line stinks or can't blast open any holes or protect Mac, then they may not have a quarterback or they may have a quarterback named Matt, not Mac, because poor Mac may get steamed and absolutely crushed like he did against Green Bay. And what good is Ramondre Stevenson or Ezekiel Elliott if they can't even get out of the backfield because you've got Eagles and Jets and Cowboys and Dolphins living back there? Oh, my. I like to say that every time you do that little rundown. of My little lit- my little yeah. rundowns, my little litanies. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you had weak arguments, I'll be honest with you. If, when he says, do you have a quarterback, and you just say yes, it's not a great argument. Because, yes, you have a quarterback. His name is Mac Jones. They made that clear. He's the chosen one. They didn't have anybody else on the roster for a couple days. All right. But is he good enough to win weekly battles, whether it be battles with good defense? We don't know. We don't know because he sort of was the in his rookie season – and sure. I guess they won against a lot of softer competition, but he yep. wasn't ready or up to it in the latter part when, of course, they faltered down the stretch. But after last year, I mean, last year, talk about forget about the fact that it was a lost year. It was it was it was a brutal year because all it did was create more doubt. It, like not only did they not find out what Max ceiling can be, they found out what his floor was and they drove him there. And then they saw the fight back in him. Uh, I, I don't know. I. Again, this this season, I can't tell you how pivotal I think this season is. Yes, that's the word I use to describe every important Red Sox series. I'm not going to do it anymore because the Sox are toast. But, I mean, just for Bill Belichick and the post-Tom Brady era for the franchise with the owner that wants to go back to the playoffs with a quarterback who showed so much promise his rookie season and then had it all taken away as the rug was pulled out from under him last year and he did himself no favors by kind of acting like a brat every other time a national TV camera was on him. Uh, is the, what is the plan? Does, is Bill O'Brien the answer? Are the Patriots now in possession of one of the top five defenses, or are they paper tigers again? So, 
many questions, and it begins next Sunday. Let me ask you another question that I'll simplify. I'll boil it down. We're talking about the quarterback position. Do they have a quarterback, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to list the quarterbacks on the other team for each week of the season. You tell me when Mac is the better quarterback that'll be on that football field, okay? I want you to stop. All right. Okay. Week one, Jalen Hurts. Nope. Week two, Tua. Yes. You think he's better than Tua? Yes, I do. What has he done to prove that? Uh, win, go to a playoff game, win more games than to win more games than Tua. I mean, he lost. So you he, you think there's Tua is no undefeated there. against the Patriots, by the way? Right. No, he's not. He lost to them last year. Finally, which no, game? That was not. It was Skylar Thompson. You're right. I Skyler. apologize. Tua doesn't lose to the Patriots. Well, okay. this is the year that changes, Bubba. Okay, how about week three? Aaron Rodgers. No. Week four. Dak Prescott. Dakota Prescott, he is not better. How about uh, Derek Carr, week five? That's who we hope he will one day be, so no. So he, okay. How about Jimmy Garoppolo, week six? Oh, I miss Jimmy. He's so handsome. Now, especially with the salt and pepper. Will Jimmy be starting that game? 617-779. Hey, you didn't answer or, me. Who's better? Uh, Garoppolo. Week seven. What, is Aiden Josh O'Connell going to be playing? And he uh, might be better, too, but we, we can skip that for a minute. Yeah, Josh Allen. Pre- nope. Uh, okay, two again in week eight. You think he's better? We'll have our debate. Uh, Sam Howell. Yes. Okay. How about uh, what did I? Why did I just blank on his name? The Colts rookie quarterback, Anthony. Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Yes. <laughs> All right, we got four out of ten. Not bad. That's an incomplete. We have no idea. We no, have. Absolutely I'm no speculating idea. there. That's my. Why? That's my informed speculation. Why? Because I think he's going to be a disaster. Far more physically gifted. Yes, but he's also going to be a disaster throwing the ball, and he might have three interceptions by the time you get your first beer in the halfway through the first quarter. Okay, Daniel Jones. Ooh, ooh, that's that's the first like. Oh, I don't know. Because that guy can run and under. You know what? Uh, oh boy, he looks so good last year. Okay, so table. Daniel Jones is the answer. Justin Herbert. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, no! Yes, it is. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> no, I think Kenny. I think Kenny. Kenny Pickett breakout season coming in three, two, one. I'll better skip, than Herbert. No, Kenny Pickett. I'll skip no. right over Patrick Mahomes. Thank you. Uh, oh, Russell Wilson. Mm, yes. Yes. Wow. If you're right, I don't think Russell Wilson's going to be playing by then. The age okay. of Stidham is upon so us a mile Stidham. high. Uh, and then Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. So five of seventeen he has five. I would argue it's probably closer to two or three if you're being fair, and you can make a strong argument for mm-hmm. zero or one. I think you can make a very strong argument that he will almost never be the best quarterback on the football field when the Patriots play this season. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find some allies to defend me, like Jeff in Newburyport, who wants to talk about the Patriots. Hi, Jeff. Hey there, guys. How you doing? How are you? Good, good, good thanks. Yeah, I'm just getting ready to run in and uh, bring the dog to the vets. But uh, my... Uh, my point my or my uh, question i guess is you know i've been thinking about you know are the patriots at this point in a better position than uh let's say tampa bay i mean would if the patriots kept brady and this is their first year without uh, tom brady and i don't know baker mayfield or somebody as your quarterback you know you're kind of starting from scratch i mean not to say the last three years were anything special but just we're a little bit further along in the process and you know we we ripped the band-aid off and you know, maybe we're in a position now where we would have been like three years ago now if we were coming off all the drama from last year and everything else. And that's kind of my question. Well, you know, the the, the only problem is, I appreciate the question, Jeff. Thanks for calling in. Um, 
I think the problem therein, Andy, is the Band-Aid was never actually ripped off. Like, they they tried to compete in the 2020 season. They didn't trade away parts. They didn't tank it after Brady left town. And I still think that that, along with some of the bad drafts of the 2010s, is kind of biting the, the pats in the ass at this point. Uh, the fact that they tried to sort of always stay relevant and competitive has sadly given them some issues. So are they as... Are they further along than Tampa is now post-Brady? Probably, although I would say that Tampa has some better weapons and playmakers on the outside and disgruntled Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, etc. But as far as, as far, all right, so yay, they're a little bit better along than Tampa might be because they have Baker Mayfield and they have Mac Jones. Uh, is, is, do I expect Mac Jones to play better than Baker Mayfield this year? Yes, but still... Does that satisfy a fan base that fell in love with winning all the time and playoffs and everything else? Ownership and a coach who built a reputation on being the greatest of all time thanks to all those victories and playoffs? I don't think that's, that's so spectacular, no. Yeah, I'm not sure what you accomplished the last three years. Uh, I know they had the reset year with Cam. Mac wins the job. But now you have questions as to whether Mac is the guy. For a while there, I think some of us optimistically thought Mac was the guy. Now you undid that with the Matt Patricia year. Um what are you what Ramondre Stevenson you drafted mm-hmm. Ramondre Stevenson and you've developed Ramondre Stevenson the problem is he's a running back as I joked the other day just when he's hitting his stride you have to decide whether you're going to join the list of people that don't sign running backs don't pay running backs what else is this I mean you you have this year's rookies obviously that you could build around but I, I think there's a, a very um, reasonable question as to what you accomplished the last three years you didn't win a lot of games you didn't win a playoff game. You only went nope. to playoffs once. Nope. You had a couple mm-hmm. losing seasons. Mm-hmm. And you may or may not have developed a quarterback. You don't have a crap load of young talent. You say, oh, my God, that guy's awesome. That guy's awesome. And the young talent you are excited about looks like it could be getting ready to leave, right? You have all these contract year guys on Wenu, Uche, um, Duggar. And Duggar, right? So I think a fair question, what has been accomplished in the post-Tom Brady era here in New England? That is a very fair question indeed. Uh Ooh, that's, that one's going to linger for a while, isn't it? Fitzy uh, struggling to come up with a homerific answer to that one. I think a lot of people would struggle to come up with a homerific answer to that one. If anything else, it just shows you how difficult it is to win these games in the first place. Tom in Western Mass, what's up? Thanks for uh, having me on. Um, before I get to my point, I just think it's, I think it's ridiculous how people think that the Pats are so far off from the teams in the rest of the division. I mean, the last week of the season last year, the Patriots, they could have beat Buffalo if they didn't give up the two kick returns. Not to mention the guy who missed the tackle was Pierre Strong, who's gone. Um, mm. They beat Miami, and then they beat and then they beat the Jets twice. So it's like, you know. Right. And they're a if much they play all those backup they quarterbacks again, they'll be fine. If they could play last year's schedule with this year's team, I'd feel pretty good about this team. I think they'd go 12-5, and five, yeah. I don't know about 12-5, and five, but yeah. I'd feel all right, 11-6. Anyways, anyways, I think my, so my point is I think – People are underestimating Patriots can finally get home with four rushers, with Judon, Uche, when Barmore's healthy, and then a rotation of Wise and this new Keon White kid. I mean, I think that's going to wreak havoc on your Josh Allens, definitely Aaron Rodgers, and we know how fragile Tua is. So, I don't know. I'm just I'm not on board with the Patriots being so far off from a Buffalo team. Let's, let's face it, they're on the decline. They had their chance. They blew it like always. The Jets are a big question mark, and then Miami, they beat last year. So it's like, you know, come on. What are, what are we really talking about here? Oh, is, is Skylar Thompson playing again? Ooh. I guess. 
He dropped Tom, it Tom, I guess Tom ducked out just in time. What are we talking about? So the Jets are a big Tom, I'm afraid. The Patriots aren't? Tom, I want your hope. I want the confidence. I want the, the fundamental, deep-seated belief. But at the same time, I fear that sometimes believing that everyone is just going to be the same old whoever they were is, and the Patriots right. will rise up and be that much better. The Patriots, again, we've said it on Six Rings. We've said it here. I believe it in my heart of hearts. This can still be a better team than it was last year, fixing a lot of the mistakes they made and the fundamental flaws in Foxborough, and yet at the same time not have as good or the same record. It, it may be, it just may it's be the case, likely. Andy. It's probably the most likely outcome is that you're a better team, that Bill O'Brien does make you better. On the whole, you're more competent, and you're not as good in the, the standings because it's, it's not just what you do. Bill always beats this into our heads like, hey, Bill, are you a better team today than you were when you started on July 27th? Well, yeah, but are we better enough at the same rate with the Jets and the Bills and the teams we have to play? It's always in relation to the competition. The Patriots could absolutely beat Boston College. I feel strongly about that. They don't get to play Boston College, so they have to play the teams that are on the schedule. And if you believe the Jets are a question mark, then you believe that the Patriots are 10 times a question mark, right? The Jets have more talent. The Jets have a quarterback. The Jets have a Hall of Fame. Like, so if you're going to call the Jets a quarterback, the Patriots are the biggest question, I mean a question, then the Patriots are a 10 times bigger question. I think the Patriots are a bigger question mark, but that's what makes them so intriguing. And we'll find out starting next Sunday. Andy, it's T-minus seven days and a little over three hours until we find out at the Razor. 617-779-7937. Home stretching it here on Fitzy and Hart before we turn things over to the Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show. Sox and Royals coming up in just about an hour and a half time here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI, New England's Sports Original. WEEI, we are right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Andy Hart. Seems like our audience so far has been divided on whether or not the Patriots are going to be better, improved, much better, a real competitor, or a team still caught in between. It would be such a shame, so frustrating for so many to see this team be in further rebuild mode to not have found a way several years now. I mean, several. I mean, we're talking to be the fourth year after Tom Brady, even though he's coming back Sunday to be celebrated in the long reunion and victory lap tour, and deservedly so for Tom Brady. And we'll get to a lot of Tom Brady tomorrow. Andy and I are on with you tomorrow from 10A to 12P on your Labor Day Monday. There'll be a lot of Tom Brady talk tomorrow, as yes, this is the week that leads up to the opener for the Patriots, but it's also the week leading up to Tom Brady's homecoming as well, so we'll Talk about some of our favorite Tom Brady memories. Maybe have some special guests jump in the program tomorrow, as well as the usual Sox, Pats talk, and so much more. Uh, back to the phones we go. Andy, we have on the line Dan in Rhode Island who wants to talk about the dreaded offensive line. Hi, Danny. With a capital D. How you doing, fellas? <laughs> How are you, pal? Uh, good. Um, so with an offensive line, Outside of talent, obviously, wouldn't you say probably the most important thing is continuity? 
Yep. Like having like of all the position groups in football, the offensive line is the one that has to be the most cohesive, the most on the same page. Would you agree? To most for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so would Dante Scarnecchia. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I guess my point is, is like, so at this point of the season, there's no continuity. You, Chris, you're thinking like maybe they're going to rotate in like you know six or seven guys. That's what Andy game. said on the show on on Friday. Andy's prediction was seven offensive linemen will play on the line on uh, on Sunday against the Eagles, and that's not as like extra tight ends, wham blockers, uh, chippers, fullbacks, whatever the hell. So, Andy, you're saying that to like to they probably figure out some type of like five that they can count on, or you think well, this is like an ongoing type of thing? Uh, I I would not rule it out in terms of moving forward for a few weeks. I think they will pick five, but I just think the fact that they haven't been together, a lot of the guys haven't been on the field, Cole Strange, Mike Onwenu, Riley Reefs missed time. I just I find it hard to believe they're going to be able to pick five guys that are then capable of going out there and playing 50, 60, 70 snaps, physically, conditioning-wise, anything. I, I just can't see it happening. That, you know, that's a Colonel Jessup code red to me right now because <laughs> that's like, I mean, seriously, I mean, look at what you're going up against. Yep. You got to only pray that, that you st- win a game or two that your quarterback isn't going to get killed. I mean, it, it, I don't see how anybody, I, it's as bleak as I can ever remember going into a season. I go back, just think of how bleak, how long has it been, besides the Cam Newton here, because that doesn't really count, I guess. How bleak is your expectations? Because I can't even remember how far back uh, that I didn't even think of. You know what I mean? Except when Tom Brady went out and Castle came in. That was the only time I can remember in the last you know, quarter of a century that things are as bleak as they are right now. And that, that team ended up being – Danny and Cranston, thanks for calling, pal. I appreciate it. Now, see, you got one caller, Tom in Western Mass, a few minutes ago, Andy, saying – you know, the Jets will Jets it up. Buffalo missed their window. The Pats are better than the Dolphins. The AFC East could actually be theirs for the taking. And you get a few minutes later, you get a Dan in Cranston, Rhode Island saying, the end is nigh. Well, one person using logic and the other using dated cliche faithfulness that the Patriots are the best and everybody else stinks and it always works out for us, except it hasn't worked out for us in three years. Jeez. Oh, Which way do you think Belichick feels? Uh, I That's think a Belichick, great question. Every one of your questions, by the way, so far today, Brian. Excellent interjections. Good what I'm here for. Oh, well, actually, well, to press the buttons, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Second. Set, set the le- set the levels. Um, Dump out Andy swears. You want me to swear right now? You want me to say a big old fat <laughs> f bomb right now and see what happens? I got my finger right <laughs> over the dump button. No. Um, so, what does Belichick feel about this football team? I agree. That is a great question. None of us obviously knows because he doesn't tip his hand he won't even let people know whether he's a lefty or a righty when he throws a lacrosse ball so he's certainly not going to tell us what he feels about the upcoming season and team I think he's cautiously optimistic because I think he always believes that the process his coaching ability everything will come together other teams will lose I think he firmly believes that which I just found out he stole from uh, Bear Bryant Bear Bryant was the one that started well, if the you're gonna whole... steal steal from the legends right yeah, true um, he started the whole before you can win, you have to not lose. And I think Bill probably believes like some of our callers do. Other teams will lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as confident in that this year because I think the divide in talent might be too much for them to even kick it away or give it away to you. But I do think Bill would be more optimistic than he is pessimistic right now. Yeah, yeah and right. 
and <laughs> thank you, Bill. And didn't we also hear? Uh, you know, Andrew Callahan was, I think, the first one around town to say, you know, the P- the the coaching staff, the Patriots, they might internally be higher on a lot of their guys than we are, and we may they may think it fits what they're trying to do this year, their reconfigured system. You yeah. add that together with Bill O'Brien, who hopefully can make up for a lot of the shortcomings that the offense had last year, uh, and maybe they maybe they'll be better off, and maybe they will win more games. But they it, always it, believe that. They always you believe have that to. You Cam can't McGrone go into the season. Good. They always believe Joshua Bledsoe is good, and some people like you buy into it. Others question it. Bledsoe's still good enough to be on the practice squad. He may see the active game day roster this year. Adrian yeah. Phillips was kind enough to say a lot of good things about him the other day as well. So certain people do think he's. I bet good. his mom likes him too. Uh huh. And Cameron McGrone, obviously they like him a ton in Indianapolis. Did he make their team? I don't know, but I actually stumbled upon him playing one of these preseason games. I put it on, and they're like, Cameron McGrone. And I'm like, whoa, that's a name from not so distant past when people told me he was the speedy linebacker that was going to change everything. Yeah. He did not. I, rem- I remember those days. Narrow. Uh, those he are, did those not. Are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if no, he did not indeed. All right. One more break until Mark Dondero gives you the Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show in advance of the series finale. Out in Kansas City between the Sox and the Roy Owls. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes to wrap things up. Maybe a final call, some final thoughts, a little sports puri. Whatever we can get in, we will deliver it for you the best we can here on Fitzy and Hart, WEEI. WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. Just a couple minutes left on the program, but we are equal opportunity offenders and defenders of the Patriot way. Thank you very much, Jimmy Buffett. Great job today. Brian Frizoko on the Buffett rejoins and everything else steering the good ship Fitzy and Hart on Labor Day Sunday. I, for one, cannot wait to get outside and soak up some of those rays myself as well. Andy, I'm sure you'll be on the boat in no time. But before we can dip our little toes in the water. We got two longtime favorites who would like to weigh in on today's very robust and well, uh, well attended Patriots chat. Uh, first on the line, Paulie and Dedham, how are you? Hey, what's happening, guys? I'll try to make it as quick as I can. I think the Patriots are definitely a better team this year. But it's a schedule that you you know you got to be concerned with. They got one of the toughest schedules in the league. They got a better coach, and even Joe even Joe Judge are making better use of because they're moving him moved him over. He's dealing heavily with special teams. Now he's basically running that squad. Which is where he began. He belongs. You got Bill O'Brien running the offense. Coach Belichick's now able to just concentrate on the defense. But the problem is, you don't get a second quarterback. You know, Billy Zappi was obvious that he wasn't grasping the offense in preseason. And you have the same problem, of course, with Cunningham and now uh, Matt Corral. They better have Tom Brady's law. They have him at the micro in halftime. <clears throat> in case that off that leaky offensive line breaks down and Matt gets broken in two because he's, he's mentally tough but not physically tough. He can, he's successful to injury. One good hit, one good trucking, and he's done. You better have Brady's uh, uniform ready in his locker, and you better have him on speed dial because he's the only guy that I know of that can step in and handle the Bill O'Brien offense and knows all the answers to the test. I very well, very well stated, Paulie. And I got to tell you, honestly, thanks for the call and thanks for hanging in there, brother. Uh, I got to tell you, Andy, right now, I think you could line up a thousand different Patriots fans and you could ask them all, like, all right. You have to part with something extremely valuable. But if you part with that extremely valuable item, you can see Tom Brady put on his uniform and take at least one more snap in Foxborough under center for the Patriots. Would you be willing, excuse me, to do it? 
And they would all say yes. And I have a feeling that it would go from like, I don't know, televisions, phones, toes, children, <laughs> children, wives, cars, cape houses, boats, whatever it would be. I mean, oh, hell no, I'm not giving up my boat. Oh, come on. For one more game of Brady. No. Because it would be sad. I, I always say that would make me feel bad because I think it would make it worse when I know it's only one game and I don't know what he's going to do. But even if he plays like well. He's going to do. He's going to be Tom Brady for God's sakes. He can still sling it. Did you see him in that Mr. Beast video? Come on. It's about respect. I did yeah. see that. Actually. I also uh, am looking forward to tomorrow when we talk about Tom for a while um, mm -hmm. and revisiting some of the Patriots.com revisitings that they've been doing as they lead up to Brady Day. Yeah. Um, we're going to have some fun with that because some of it's really interesting. I really enjoyed yeah. some of it. Uh, for sure it is. And Brian, is Danny still on the line? He oh, is. Boy. All right. Like, Danny! If, if you're going to close, you got to close with your close with a killer. Close with the best. Hi, Danny. Cheap. I want to get a plug-in for my boys, Third World. They're playing at Salisbury Beach, Blue Ocean Music Hall tonight. That's real reggae. No disrespect to Jimmy Buffett, but fake yep. reggae. I spent 35 years of my life in Jamaica. I bought property there with a friend of mine back in the late 70s. And Bob Molly, I knew the whole family, and Third World introduced me. And they are a banging group. They've been playing for 47 years. So I hate going to the North Shore. Fitzy, I'm a South Shore guy because, you know, they don't come here. We don't go there. But I got to go up there to see my boys. Yep. And anyway, uh, I just wanted to wish you happy Labor Day. I got nothing to fight with with Andy today other than what? we're both missing. Well, I, I got nothing. And, and the only thing we have in common, Andy, is uh, at least I am. I'm missing a beautiful boating day. To go to the North Shore. I can't believe I'm doing this, but normally I'd be on the Cape on my boat. But you at least got a half a day. So uh, right. I don't know where you, I don't know where your boat is, but you know it's a beautiful day. Take advantage of it because the fall man is creeping in and fitzy. Don't wish the time away, brother. You know what I mean? Never. I know you can't wait for next week. One minute at a time, one day at a time. God bless you, and thanks for the time, brother. Hey, thank you. Hey, Danny, Anytime, Danny. That's I think that was the kindest right there. Danny and Quincy call we've ever got. That was great. That was, was just that was great. The band. <laughs> yeah, but also at the same time, he's he's told me before never wish the summer away, and I don't believe me as as the father of two young kids who wants to squeeze out and enjoy every single second of every single moment of every single hour of every single day with my guys. I'm trying not to wish time away. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to slow down the hands of time each and every day. As excited as I am for football season, for next Sunday, for Brady's return, for Max Attack, the FU Tour or the What Whoa Tour, whatever it's going to be. Believe you me, Danny, I am trying to live in, breathe and enjoy every single moment. And as far as the cape and the boat, well, I appreciate where you're going to be today. It's lovely up there on a day like this, Danny. Andy's got the boat covered, and I've got the cape covered. And we've got you covered tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, with two more hours of Fitzy and Hart. We will keep a very, very engaging Patriots dialogue going as we head one day closer into the 2023 season. That'll put us, Andy, just three days out from the NFL season getting going. What a lineup of guests we have this week on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. I believe we'll have Elliot Shore Parks uh, covering the Philadelphia Eagles with our Behind Enemy Lines preview. Michael Lombardi, uh, author of Football Done Right, and of course a regular guest here on WEEI, previewing the Patriots season, a little bit of Rob Ninkovich at the tail end of the week, and so much more. And yes, we will start Brady Week off the right way tomorrow with recollections, celebrations, and so much more about the homecoming of... The GOAT. Nice job for Zoko. Nice job, Andy. Nice job to all the callers. Everybody, like Danny said, get out there. Enjoy that weather. Good day. God bless. Go Pats. Looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. And now, Mark Dondero coming up, led in by Jimmy Buffett with the Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show. Cheers. See you.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.